Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. Recently, our local fellowship group, that is the small local church that meets at our house, has been discussing Learn the Bible in 24 Hours by Chuck Missler, and I've been giving summaries of those discussions here occasionally on the podcast. And while we've been enjoying those discussions very much, some things came up that made it pretty clear that we needed to back up a little bit and talk about why we even are discussing the Bible at all. Um, In particular, what about the inerrancy of the Bible? This became important because some of us found we were having conversations with other people who were redefining the Bible more obliquely as conversations about God over time or some ancient people's best understanding of God that was even only primitively understood by the apostles in the New Testament. And now somehow we have this increased spirituality, so it changes the message a little bit. These same people are using the description of the Bible as being inspired the way that you would about any other book being inspired, so it doesn't really give it any special standing. So we started our discussion by asking some questions, things that we need to think about. So what do you mean when you say you believe in the Bible? Or how would you answer someone who asks you why you believe the Bible is the Word of God? On another bent, does it make any sense at all to pick and choose what you believe from the Bible? And can you be saved, born again, and not believe the Bible is the Word of God? All of this has a bearing on how we can share the truth that we know about God, because how somebody views the Bible and whether they will take that as truth is impacted by whether they think it's reliable. So we begin with a little bit about definitions. For instance, inerrancy refers to the original documents, whereas translations are preserved, but there are so many preserved translations, and when you compare them, there are very few and very minimal differences between them that don't change anything of any importance. We discussed the fact that when it comes to evaluating the Bible as a historical document, that it has much more going for it than many, than many other historical documents that all kinds of people quote and treat as very reliable. And I will link to uh, at least one article that goes into this in more detail. We talked about how Peter and Paul use the scriptures when they're talking to different people about the gospel. For instance, at the day of Pentecost, Peter could use the whole Bible, the the Jews that were mostly there already to offer sacrifices, they understood sin, they understood who God the Creator was, they were looking for the Messiah. Peter could use all of that and speak from the Bible authoritatively because they already believed it authoritatively. Versus if you look at the example where Paul is talking to the Greeks, and he mentions their altar to the unknown God, and so he takes a point of their culture to explain to them about God, but then he goes back to creation to say, this is the God who made you, and you need to look to him because he's the only true God. 
So in that regard, we got into talking about the importance of believing in the whole Bible. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to completely understand all of it. It just means that you have to recognize that it is the Word of God, that there are many reasons to believe it is the Word of God, not the least of which is its own self-identification as being the Word of God through prophecy. But while the gospel is very clear and easy to understand, we will always have a continued learning and understanding. This learning and understanding is not the same as flexibly reinterpreting or interpreting it to fit teachings that appeal to the sinful nature and pride of man. Things about God's character, his wrath in the face of wickedness and sin, and his love and patience in waiting for us as he provides a way for us to be saved are still all the same. We just understand them more deeply as time goes by, led by the Spirit as we're reading the whole Bible. And this seems to be a constant struggle, if you will, that people have with the idea of the truth and reliability of God's word versus human wisdom. And that can be like we were talking about previously in the idea of reworking religion to make somebody feel better about things, feel less guilty about their sin and whatnot, to the idea that somehow we have to rework our idea of the Bible to fit man's current understanding of science. The fact is, we should always be trying to fit science to the Bible because the Bible, while it's not a science book, is never contrary to the truth. We don't have to do any twisting or distorting of anything. We can read the Bible as it is written. And then if we do that, real science will be much easier for us. So in talking about the importance of believing the whole Bible, we were talking about how important it is, how foundational it is to understand where sin started and how the whole thing got started and where the promises of salvation, the offer of salvation start. And that is right in the first couple of chapters of Genesis. We agreed that you don't have to believe the book of Genesis as literal to be saved. But on the other hand, it will weaken your witness to others because you don't even believe the whole Bible that you say you base your faith on. And it will also probably hinder your own maturity because, again, you don't believe the whole Bible. Some people get confused by the idea that several different people were used by God to write the Bible. And one person gave the example of three different instruments, how um, God is sort of like the person playing the instruments and he can play the flute, the oboe, and the violin, and they will all sound different, but he can play the same melody with them. Now, obviously, that analogy is a little bit limited because we know that humans have free agency, but it gives an idea of how some of the prophecies and the stories will sound different, but still be the same. And then you also need to realize that the fallibility of man is not an issue because it is in the preserving of the word that God has made it inerrant. And here I'm not talking about the preserving of translations, but just in the original documents themselves, so that he, by the mysteries of his omnipotence, causes history to unfold so that his scriptures get saved the way he wants them to. So, in summary, a 
quote-unquote faith based on the Bible that doesn't really believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God is simply a man-made religion that has no foundation, no substance by by which to be taken seriously. It's just the random thoughts of men, things that make them feel good. There are both prophetic reasons to take the Bible as the inerrant word of God. There are historical document reasons to take it as the inerrant word of God. There are philosophical reasons about the meaning of life to take it as the word of God. The inerrant word of God, the whole Bible as his word that tells us what he is, what we need to know about ourselves, and how this life makes any sense at all. Can you be saved or born again or be an adopted child of God if you don't believe that the Bible is the inerrant, God-breathed Word of God? Well, probably right at the beginning, but along the way, as you mature in your understanding and your walk with God, if you do not at some point come to a fuller understanding of it as the inerrant Word of God, then maybe you don't understand the God you're choosing, and so maybe you aren't saved. I'm going to discuss that more in depth on another podcast episode. But meanwhile, don't let anybody make you confused or make you feel inadequate because you believe in the Bible. The Bible is truth. People disregard it for all kinds of reasons that really all boil down to some combination of ignorance and pride. There are those who will get over their ignorance, who will, in honesty and humility, seek God, and there are those who will cling to their own prideful attitude and be offended by the truth of God's Word. We can only do our best to represent it to them and to live a life that represents it well. So I hope you've enjoyed this discussion and that you will check out the links on the website. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 